Welcome to Black Hipster, where we talk about black pop culture, gay pop culture, black gay pop culture, and sometimes other shit. Hope everyone is having a great night today, a great day. Another glorious Tuesday. We are here delivering it to you every, every week. Still live, still not recording together, but hopefully we'll be able to, hopefully soon. How are you doing, darling? I am a lovely honey. Hello, world. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. My, my best uh, silence of the lands. Hello, world. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that lie that that uh, people say um, he puts the lotion on itself or something, or it puts the lotion on itself? Do you know that line? What? It, it's this line in Silence of the Lands that I don't know if the only people that I have heard say it are, I'll be real, white people. So Yeah, I'm like, I don't, and I don't know Silence of the Lambs well enough. You know, everybody's uh, okay. like, it's in like the simple thing, but I just, if you watch that movie several times, you should probably go and have your head examined and, you know, just make sure there's nothing going on up there. I would host so. the funny thing is I've de- I know like Josh also knows that line. His brother says it. Another person that I was dating used to say it all right. And I was like, I don't yeah, know this. And at first people. What'd you say? Exactly. <laughs> all white people. Yes, yes. I should ask him, like, I've seen that movie. I'm like, is that like a movie like is Silence of the Lambs? You're like color purple? I'm like, I don't understand. Like, you know, because that is something that <laughs> black people will quote all the time, you know, of a certain generation. We know this the color true. purple, those vibes. Are like and white people America. don't know it. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. I, Josh and I just watched, um, we watched The Color Purple probably maybe like a month or two ago because I had reread the book and um, then he read it and then we liked it and then his mom read it. So we were like, let's watch The Color Purple. So we sat down and watched it and I swear to gosh, I don't think I've seen that movie since I was like a kid. And when you watch a movie that you haven't seen, it it's, things are just so different for you. You're like, what? I didn't realize that was what was going on. It's like I had no idea. It it was it, it wasn't it also wasn't as bad. There was the scene in the movie that I was always that would always scare me. Do you remember when they show when the sister she's reading the sister's letters? And she's talking about their time spent in Africa. And there's this ceremony where the little the people um, get their faces um, cut. It's like a ritual cutting, I guess. If you ever see, and it was just you're like, <laughs> well, it's just honestly, it's one scene, and it's so brief and so um, so quick. Where the little boy, they cut the boy's face, and I watched it again, and I was like, this is nothing. This is why was I so scared? They barely show it. Like it was just. It doesn't even seem like it's cutting the guy's skin. It seems like well, a special like. Since then, we've had like the Saw movies. The oh birds, yeah, just like all the violence. Like you watch the boys, you know, just the they have up the ante on the blood and the guts and the gore on movies and mm-hmm. TV since the Color Purple came out. So like that's true. And Would it's a child, like, like most movies, even today, like certain movies and shows don't show children being harmed or killed, except mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, they ripped off that boy. He bit off that boy's arm. The boy's arm. Yeah. That and he killed the boy. I think a little boy in the second movie too. Yeah, it was a couple of kids. A bunch of kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's what it does. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah. 
it, it was, um, <laughs> and yeah, so I, yeah, it's funny how you watch eight things over again, but I also, the scene too that I cannot watch is the one with Sophia. I can't, I couldn't watch that again. I, I like turn my eyes when she's in, when she, um, the woman's like, do you want to be my maid or would you like to clean my house or something? And then she's like, hell no. And then she, the man comes over to her and like he slaps her and then she punches him and then the cop comes, I guess, and knocks her out with the gun. That, that, um, that part in the movie for me always gets me like very emotional, even as a child and then even as a, uh, as an adult, I couldn't watch it. Cause it was just, well, you see how she's broken. Cause yeah. when you were a child, it was happening, and now as an adult, it's happening. Oh, so, yeah, girl. This mm-hmm. is like a weird echo for me, so sorry, guys. Uh, COVID 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing the echo, and so I'm like, I'm not hearing the echo. That's I'm not. I hear this uh, over the listening, so sorry, guys. That gotta roll the punches, bear with us. 20 mm-hmm. fucking 20. 2020. <laughs> that's, just, that's a response to anything. It's just like. You step in yeah. shit in the street. You're like, ah, 2020. And it's yeah, like, that hasn't happened any year, but just blame it on 2020 because it is just the year of all things wrong. No, it, it really is. There was, I was on a conference call today and we were talking about, um, I, we had a call in LA and they were saying, oh, I was like, how are you guys doing? And they were like, um, we're doing okay. There's a fire. Like, you know, and I'm like, I thought they <laughs> were in Northern California. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, there's one, there's like, you know, LA County's huge. There's one in LA County, but there's one that's closer to the city. Um, and, you know, for the next couple of days, it's going to be windy and dry. And that, of course, is not going to do anything about it. And she's just like, you know, we had an earthquake on the same day um, RPG died. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah. I found out she died. And then, like, a two or three hours later, there was an earthquake. She was like, a pretty big earthquake. So she was like, I'm like, this is just, what the hell is going on? She's like, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, you're right. 2020, damn 2020. Although, no. like, like in, in fairness, fairness, there's always fires in LA and earthquakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, hold up, did you experience an earthquake while you were there? Uh, yeah, my first week. Well, I didn't live in LA, but oh, that's um, right. that's right. You were in Northern California. <laughs> yeah, yes. I was in the Bay Area. But yeah, my, yeah, the very first weekend that I lived there, we had an earthquake. It's it's pretty scary when you don't know what the hell is happening, and then everything uh-huh. just starts moving. But also too, like it was one, it like the building things didn't just shake like how you see on TV. Uh-huh. My building, my building literally leaned all the way over, like as if it were about to like the like the roof was gonna touch the ground and I didn't live oh, on the God. top I didn't live on the top floor. <laughs> oh like God. that's what it felt like to me sitting in my apartment. Like my ceiling just shifted all the way to the ground and then went back and then it rumbled and that was the end of it. It lasted all of 30 seconds. By the time I realized what was happening, it was over. And then oh all the God. neighbors and stuff like I, I opened the door and I looked outside and like all the neighbors were all opening their doors. Just like everybody's all right. Everybody's OK. And they were all looking at me. They were like, look at this girl. She about to run back to New York. <laughs> they were like, you good? You coast? I was like, this makes no sense. Like, how do y'all live like this? And everyone kept telling me, like, you need to move before there's a big earthquake because we lived in the hills and yeah. we lived where there was like a drop off. So they were mm-hmm. like, your building is going to slide 
right into the freaking uh, 580. They're like, you really oh shouldn't live God. here. <laughs> so yeah. I used to be doing like 105 on the bridge because I was always scared that like there'd be an earthquake and I'd be stuck on the bridge. Yeah, and that shit is scary. Jeez. I feel like I ask you this like every three, four years. Have you been through an earthquake? Did you experience that? I always forget I that every time you, you tell do. me, I feel like, oh my yeah. gosh, yes. Yeah, that, you've yeah, heard that, the story before. I mean, this I, is not the first time I've heard I have. Heard. I don't even think it's the first it time definitely I've heard it on this podcast. So. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. Yeah, probably not. Well, listen, probably for, those, not. for those who did not catch it the first time, you tell it again. <laughs> listen, because a lot Welcome. of us, you know, on this <laughs> a lot of us on this side of the, you know, who live on the East Coast or in places in the middle of the, the country have never experienced uh, an earthquake. And what are the odds that you're visiting, you know, any of these places and something like that's going to happen? You know, I'm pretty sure they've never experienced a blizzard or a lot of them have never experienced blizzards or, or hurricanes, you know, things like that. Oh, yeah. well, we did have that earthquake. <laughs> here in New York um, uh, what was it like a, a few years ago but it was like a minor remember it was like it hit a lot of the east coast that earthquake Which did I was one? at work that day the only I think the only one that I remember was um, it was in the middle of the work day I just don't remember like um, you know how long ago it was maybe like six years ago five years ago like Sandy? And, so no no the I, I mean an earthquake day. An earthquake. Oh, an earthquake. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I know what you're talking about, but but apparently, like, you didn't feel it unless you were on a really high up floor. Because I was at work, yeah. and I saw people in the street, and I thought they were auditioning for a reality show. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, America. Um, you see people standing outside on Broadway, you know? But apparently, they yeah. evacuated their building because of the mm -hmm. earthquake. But I was going to lunch. I literally, I went into a restaurant and I sat at the bar and I had lunch, and that's how I found out because they had the news. Uh, and then I called my mother, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, we felt it." But my mother lives on the thirteenth mm -hmm. floor, okay, 11th, okay, eleventh floor in her building. So I think yeah. it was like the higher up you were, the more you felt it. Because I, I mean, I was on the ground floor. It was like we don't know. We were just bopping around like nothing had happened. Yeah, and I, I didn't feel it, and we were on the twenty fifth floor. And I didn't at my job and I didn't feel it, but my coworker who's just on the other side of the room, she she like yelled, her and my other coworker were like, What is going on? And I'm like, I'm sitting over here with my headphones on, just jamming, like, what what y'all doing? Is someone in the office? Is there is there a roach or something? You know? I had no idea. No idea. See, I feel like oh, if I God. were in the middle of Manhattan, it wouldn't even register to me because I would just assume it's the train or like, you know, I don't know, like a truck like you know, going into a pothole or something. Like, I would never mm -hmm. make that connection immediately that something was severely wrong. Like, I would, if I yeah. felt shaking, I would immediately think, oh, that's the subway. Like, that's the first, yeah. the, you, you, there's, oh, you're always shaking in Manhattan because of the subway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. So, I don't know. I wouldn't have thought of but that, would that's for sure. Well, I guess now being in an earthquake, you probably have an idea now of what it feels like. So if there ever was one again, you'd be like, hold up, this is an earthquake out. You know, you would know yeah, yeah, right away. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> like, I guess that 30 seconds did not solidify. But there's, like, there's no like standard like feel for an earthquake, I don't think. Because the way that they, they portray it on TV was not at all what it was like for me. 
So I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure like there's no one like cookie cutter but like earthquake feeling. Like, there's certain elements I think that are typical, especially if it's an earthquake of a certain um size. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was nothing like that shit was on TV. So you didn't even know what to expect. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I, listen, give me, I mean, hurricanes and, you know, blizzards can be deadly and they have been definitely, but I'm like, I, I don't want it. I don't want the herb to freaking move. I just rather have stuff coming from the sky, you know, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> Not from below. <laughs> Not from below. That's just... Just... Well, what about tornadoes? Cause I don't, I, I couldn't take tornadoes. Oh. I'm like, I feel Hell like in the Northeast, no. we've got it pretty mild. You know, as a natural disaster goes. Yes, because, yeah, the the West Coast, they also have the mudslides. Yeah, tornadoes, no one wants tornadoes because tornadoes, the only thing that even can protect you really is going underground, like going, and then sometimes, too, that can go wrong. So I'm like, no, no, tornadoes just seem a whole, I mean, both tornadoes and earthquakes seem horrible. They really seem horrible. But, you know, I always joke with, not. it's not a joke, really, but I'm always sort of... (laughs) Amazed. You're gonna say something uh, awful. <laughs> well, not off. No, not awful. But in the sense of like, I re- always think about how you know. I remember in Alabama. I'm pretty sure I probably have mentioned this on the podcast. They would have, you know, there's tornado like areas or tornado valleys in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and they tear down people's homes. And then I think sometimes they rebuild. I remember they rebuild. I was in Alabama. Yeah. yeah. And and I guess the odds of it being another crazy tornado maybe is like that you know it is low because it's not i mean they have earthquakes in california they have massive earthquakes and then they rebuild and it's not like everyone's gonna let's move from this area it's like no you can't do that but i'm always like i remember as a kid one time rolling past this stretch of highway in alabama and everything was just torn up and some of the homes were and i'm like what happened there they like they had a tornado and i'm thinking why don't they leave this area there's nothing but land in this state just go somewhere else but it just (laughs) it's people's homes you know it's just that was always weird to me as a kid yeah yeah no they rebuild i mean think about it in other countries they have tsunamis fucking tsunamis which are usually called Um, earthquakes (laughs) so it's like yeah underground yeah like y'all had an earthquake and a tsunami but they're not like whoop Let's just co- completely abandon this village, move elsewhere. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't really have that option. So. Yeah, people in New Orleans and like the Gulf, they didn't like leave. You know, I mean, if if they were able to, if they were able to stay and rebuild, of course, people were definitely just dislo- dis- uh, relocated and displaced. But I mean, they rebuilt those things, you know. Mm-hmm. I, and every year, I, that's just hard. Well, like, how we get on natural disasters? I don't know. <laughs> 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 because we started talking about the color purple. So, of course, we would end up talking about natural disasters. How do you see the correlation? Like, really? It makes sense. Come on. Like, it, it, makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense. <laughs> but speaking of the color purple and not speaking of natural disasters, the Emmys. <laughs> um, oh, the Emmys. The Emmys. Did you, did you um, see any of it? Well, some of it. You know, I'm not here for award shows. Like, I'm just generally yeah. not into them. I haven't been for probably the past two decades. Um, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Since the MTV days. Yeah. Right. Like, as, even though, like, Soul Train Music Awards days, like, as a teenager, 
Like how I used to uh-huh. be super into like, or the like Lady of Soul Awards. That was the one. The Lady oh, of Soul yeah. Awards. We're like <laughs> opening with Destiny's Child and stuff like that. It was always who was the uh-huh. opening act. It was always going to be big. That was a thing. And then, you know, I went to college and was like, okay. Um, however, I did watch, <laughs> somehow, I rewatched the 20, was it 2017 uh, Soul Train Awards Soul Cypher? The one with Molly Music, Fantasia, Bilal, and Faith Evans. It, it still is my favorite. It was just so good. Oh, like, the, the 2018 was- one with Kelly Price is really good too, but Molly Music just sets that one off just so, uh, he just sounds so amazing. I don't even know who that is, Molly Music. Yeah, you need to watch it. Like, oh, it just, it. it's just so good. Yeah, you told me, you showed me one of them before. You told me where I could find it, and I did watch one, and it was pretty amazing. But they don't, you said they don't do this anymore, right? This. Uh, oh, no, I think they do it every um, uh, year. Because oh. I, as I was looking for that, I started finding other ones that I'd never seen. And I was like, oh, this is more recent. Um, and it's like Erica Badu is the DJ. It, yeah. it just there. Some of them are just really good. So you know, I like to like make up my own and like decide who I would put in a cipher because I mm-hmm. feel like there's always kind of um, they're like your throwback folks, and then they're your newer folks. So like there's the one with um, or there's always like one person who's like a classic or a throwback or just like was an icon and then it'll be mostly other just new people. So the 2018 mm-hmm. was like um, BJ, the Chicago kid, uh, Luke James, Queen Nigel and Kelly Price. So it was like all three oh, that one I new, yes. and then Kelly Price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was yeah. putting my mm-hmm. own little sum together. Like I throw in like Tank with like Sir and then... Jasmine Sullivan. Oh, like I think of, I'll think of a fourth. Sister. Oh man. Oh, maybe we could do Tank, Sir, Jasmine Sullivan, and Tiana Taylor. And just put a soul cipher together. Twenty twenty one. Okay. Okay. And y'all go. Yeah. I, I have more where that came from. So y'all know. Hit me up. Hit me up. Soul Train. If you need some more ideas for a soul cipher, thank you. Just as Rue will say, as Rue says, you are a motherfucking marketing genius. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I try. I try. I can do that. <laughs> yes, yes. She will come up with something. <laughs> but um no. so but you know, the Emmy, so big shout out to Zendaya, who absolutely deserved that Emmy. Because you know, we as black people, mm-hmm. we're rooting for everyone black. So yeah. I didn't hear when black people win. And if you ever feel like the person won and didn't deserve it, you would never say that. You know, you would just kind of side side mouth it to like someone you feel like you can trust. Like, well, girl, you know she didn't really deserve that. You know? Oh, but I, I don't think any but nobody could side mouth Zendaya, Zendaya about that win. Like she's the uh-huh. youngest person to ever win in her category. I oh, think Oh, I didn't know that. She's the youngest black woman or the first black woman. Mm-hmm. Eh, I have to do some my research on that, but she's definitely the youngest black woman since she's the youngest person to win that category. But um, but Euphoria is so good. It is, oh, and she's so yeah, good. Like she plays a teenage recovering addict. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I think they're all actually really good. Like everybody yeah. on the show 
um, like her, especially like the group of, of teenagers whose lives they really explore and get into. Um, mm-hmm. They're all pretty good. Um, I think they do a really, really good job. Like to the point that like frighteningly so. Like you mm-hmm. watch it and you're just like, this is really what teenagers are getting into these days. Like if you are a parent of a teenage child, you should be concerned. <laughs> you should you should be trying to like hold your child close and be like, please talk to me and tell me what you're doing. Because oh if this God. shit is true. I feel like some people yeah. are watching like, ah, this is, you know, it's TV. And I'm like, no, this is the shit teenagers are actually doing and getting into these days. And if you are a parent of a teenager, you better be informed. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I just looked it up, too. And she is the youngest, now the youngest actress to win in that category. Last Mm -hmm. year, the record was set, I think, by the girl who won for Killing Eve at 26. And now she's now the the youngest. And they said that... Yeah, they set a record number of um, Black people won this year. Um, because, you know, Regina King won, like, her fourth Emmy, um, who's a fucking, we've been saying for a while that she's amazing. And uh, we love love her so much. And her co-star, what, I forget how to pronounce his name, Yaya? Yaya. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yaya. She won as well. Um, I, I'm trying to think. Maya Rudolph apparently won her first Emmy. And, uh, you know, RuPaul snatched up, like, five or six trophies for her thing. Mm-hmm. So it was... <laughs> and then, too, I think um, one of the actors from, like, um, what is his name? Um, I know the actor, if you see, his name is, like, Ron Cyphus-Jones. He won. Yeah, and yeah, his Ron Cyphus and his daughter, Jasmine. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, Carrie Washington Uba. also won um, for the first time. Yeah, it's, yes. I mean, and here's the thing. They all deserved their win. Mm-hmm. They're all yeah. good. Um, yeah. It's just one of those things where it's, like, I don't know if they would have even been nominated had it not been for everything that's happening. Yeah. Um, because yeah. what's happening is forcing people to go back and examine whether mm-hmm. or not they are or have been giving Black people their due. And yeah. I say, you know, kudos to the Emmys committee or whoever the fuck um, mm-hmm. <laughs> does the noms that said, listen, <laughs> we haven't yeah. been. So yeah. let's start today and, mm-hmm. and do it. But it just goes to show you just like how many black people would have or could have been winning all this time had that yeah. been happening, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and like, it, it's, it, I, I don't think people really understand the importance of these wins. It's like, this is how more shows get made when yeah. they see yeah. that, you know, when networks are like, oh yeah, like, you know, Insecure was nominated or so-and-so won. So when that when that person comes to them with another show or the next Black person comes to them with mm-hmm. a show that they're um, more likely to listen to the pitch or be open to it, even if they don't understand it or if they can't necessarily relate to it, but yeah. they know it's well-written or it sounds good. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't understand and know any of this. And the, the lingo in here went all the way above my head. But let's go ahead and do like a test pilot or something. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like winning these awards do matter. Yeah, they definitely they do matter. matter. It's, yeah, it's visibility and and it's good that, I mean, it's unfortunate. Listen, all the attention that all of this stuff is getting also, too, not just for Black people, you know, is what 
you know, I'm a black person, so I care about that. I root for everyone black. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely going to help people because, you know, Sandra O oh is always like the only Asian that's getting nominated for anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like the, you know, the people of the Latino community, they, they get, everyone gets less love than the black people who are already struggling to get that love. But I feel like, you know, we're the ones who are more so, I will say, actively, like I said before, on the forefront of like fighting for this change, who are much more visible and doing these things. So, you know, not to, you know, we're the ones who are fighting for it. And I think usually when we open those doors and kick those down for, um, you know, other people, then it, then it opens the, it paves the way for other people who some don't, you know, really acknowledge that, which they should. But, uh, you know, <laughs> about that. <laughs> I always feel like, listen, homie, who, who was on the forefront of these civil rights and, and these movements and protests and shit? Who? Okay. Yeah. This shit didn't happen overnight. Yeah. Well, that, we didn't even get into old. this. We didn't get into this uh, B, BIPOC discussion yet either. Um, <laughs> what? Which we will explore. Um, this new term to call us so we can all be grouped into one BIPOC. Yeah, yeah. Remember, you said you thought it was like bio. Yeah, I was like, what does that mean? Yeah, like, no, black indigenous black and indigenous people of color. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like grouping us all together. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, we're not gonna do that. Cause here's yeah. the thing, like, if I'm black, just call me black. Like yeah. I don't want yeah. you calling me anything else. I really don't. Like, yeah. don't try it. Like I like I'm not even here for you calling me a woman of color. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like sure, if we wanna be Technical, mm-hmm. but just call me black. Like yeah. it's almost like when people can't say it, it's like there's a a shying away from it because there's something wrong with it, and so yeah. they don't want to use it. And it's like there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with black. There's nothing wrong yeah. with black. Call me black. I'm black. I'm a black woman. Black on black on black. Yeah, <laughs> like black mixed with black and more black. Just call and me I- black. That's fine. And I think I think for for me and, and you correct I feel as though it's something that like you know, white people or people who are outside, they aren't really sure when to say that, you know, because then there's black and there's African American. And, you know, when they're speaking, even in professional um areas, you know, usually it's other African American. And I'm like, and it's always uncomfortable. And I will admit, sometimes I've been uncomfortable and I'm like, it sounds weird because I can see that there's this tension or this uneasiness of you saying black and it's like black doesn't mean anything bad to me but to me there's something behind that and I don't know if it's not saying that black is bad but I think there's some sort of like they say oh that black person or you know it can be a very depending on how you say it it can be a very loaded um what is it statement Uh, you know what I'm saying like no one's going to be like there's a there's an African-American man trying to attack me people go oh no that black man (laughs) oh no oh no Homegirl will well, say home African American. Yeah. Homegirl <laughs> say, but there is Here's a... the problem with African American is that it's very specific, and mm-hmm. Black and African American are not one in the same. You can be yeah. African American and be Black, but you can be Black and not be African American. So, yeah. Yeah. like, yeah. you could be from from freaking um, France, or you yeah. could be yeah. from um, I don't know Malawi. Like, yeah, yeah. if you're from Malawi, you're not going to want anybody calling you African-American because yeah, you're African. Mm-hmm. 
if you're yeah, from Guyana, yeah. you're like, mm -hmm. I'm from Guyana. I'm from South America. Yeah. I am not African-American. I'm black, yeah. but I'm not African-American. And you know who will be the first people to correct you? The Africans oh. that are not American, okay? Or pretty, much, <laughs> or pretty much any black person that's not American. And there's a tension yeah. there that we yeah. like internally internally need to reconcile as well. But but the, the, the proof is right there. Because if you call a Jamaican person an African-American, especially if they are here from Jamaica, they will correct you with the quickness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that yeah, already yeah, is just inaccurate. Yeah, but but and I agree with you there. I do think that because there's so many layers to it. But I do feel I wonder, and maybe I should just ask him. You know, I'll ask Josh when I get off the phone. If you know, there is something that I've definitely been in spaces when people, when they're like, "Oh, that black," they hesitate because there's something about that word. I don't know if it's too high. What what is it? that they it, it's something very uneasy for them when they say it because I feel it. You know what I'm saying? Because African-American sounds so weird. And I'm like, well, I don't, it, black to me is what I am. You know what I'm saying? I know mm -hmm. African-American, depending on the circle, it can apply. It's not like I'm, it just sounds weird. I'm maybe in 20 years and they'll be like, I'm African-American. It was like, that. we not the generation. Like 30 years ago, 40 years ago, they just Negro when I was like my birth certificate, Negro. It's just like, well, listen, it, 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 times change, titles change. But <laughs> it's definitely sort of an uneasy, an attention, a, attention that, that I think, um, non-black people, specifically white people, have with the word black when they are using it around other black people. Yeah. Uh, definitely, I think it's because we were moving. I think somewhere around the '90s, we were moving away from the term black and trying to be more mm -hmm. PC and in being PC, saying yeah. African American. But that was being PC for non-black people, which is bullshit. And then yeah. you know, new yeah. generations come around and they go, "Ah, we're not doing that." We're not making yeah. things comfortable for you. We're mm -hmm. not going to call ourselves yeah. by a term that waters down or that just it doesn't make sense to yeah. make it more palpable for other people. So yeah. I think then that's where the movement started going back towards black. Could you imagine mm -hmm. right now if we were like African-American lives matter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be weird. Yeah. It, 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 and that, and exactly what you're talking about. There's, I, I agree with you. There was this like shift, like in the '90s, like African American tried to be more PC, and then people were like, let's claim the word black, let's be comfortable yeah. with that. And so when people say African American, you know, I always feel like they're talking about me, but it's just it doesn't. Black and black is something that I'm familiar with. It encompasses who I am. To say African American, I also feel as though. I'm going to be real. I think for me, I'm I'm very much American and black encompasses all of that but my african roots are so far refused removed from who i am so it's like african-american it's like it sounds weird to me it's like well of course i know my ancestors a long time ago were from africa and you would love i would love to know more about that but i think that it also feels like there's a culture that it, it african places on me that it's just like well there's I, I don't i can't really place that it seems a little bit too abstract for me it doesn't really encompass who I feel I am. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Let's 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 I'm gonna start calling my nephews African American. I'm like, this is what you are. <laughs> Lord. Are you gonna teach them all the countries in Africa as well and the capital? Oh yeah. All, all the ones that I know. All the ones that I know. We're gonna get all them. All seven of them. All seven of them. <laughs>
<laughs> you know what? We were in the car. We were going to Philly last week, and we um, got into this conversation of whether or not we could name countries after. Because we realized that if it comes when it comes to marriage, kid geography, we're just complete trash. So we're like, let's get that one up. Oh but God. I was like, I think I feel of Africa, and um, mm -hmm. started going through like. All the different countries, and then Al's like, "Nah, I think I would." And then I would name some abstract ones, like, "You remember this one?" He's like, "I would." I'm like, "You're lying." <laughs> you know, it now, <laughs> I told it to you. I think you're yeah. lying. Like, like you would not have said Burundi or like Benin, even Togo. Like, there's certain yeah. countries that I was like, I just think that you weren't gonna say. <laughs> like, yeah, Lesotho, like. You weren't going to say that. <laughs> hell, listen, hell no, I wouldn't either. I, I would not either. I, I would not know. It's like, you know, like I can probably name 10, but then you gave me a map. I could probably know the general place. I'm like, I can, I can see where they maybe go. Like maybe like, you know, North, East, Southwest. If I go, hold up, honey, you can't give me a map over 50. I can't name the 50 freaking um, states in America. And I live <laughs> on this land. Exactly. <laughs> Growing well, up on this I think with Africa, I told him the shortcut is um, Dead Press has a song called Africa, where they uh -huh. just like name in a bunch of countries. They don't name all of them, um, but yeah. they name a good chunk of them. And I was like, mm -hmm. that helps. If you can learn the song, then it'll help. <laughs> That's true. I can imagine that will help. Yeah. Do you, you know what the funny thing is? I was having this conversation. I was thinking to ask you, but you know, we talking about this, so it just fits in perfectly. Um, do you think, cause you've been to Africa, you've been to at least several countries in Africa and you've been in other places. So with black people, do you feel as though there is, of course there are differences in black. What do you feel? Do you feel like there are some commonalities in black people? And we've talked about this, but I don't remember from other places, even though you guys have never, met are there some similarities or like things that you'll meet black people from in different places in africa and you feel like oh i i recognize that 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 feels like not like home but that feels like maybe my auntie or my uncle was a certain movement a certain gesture i connect with that do you feel that have you felt that yeah definitely i think in the way too that we just talk to each other and we treat like our friends and family you know, like, especially if you come from a certain type of family and like I come from a really big family, you know, mm -hmm. um, very mm -hmm. big extended family too, immediate and extended. So yeah. like when I was in Mali, for example, um, <clears throat> we stayed with the, um, the first wife and the second wife, um, like her part of the house was kind of like attached around the back or whatever. So it was like a, a pretty big extended family. Um, and then there were just certain things that like, it was like, yeah, I just like being at my house because that's yeah. just what it was, you know, lots of kids. Um, yeah. The way that like the women interact with each other, the way that, you know, black folks essentially tell kids to stay out of grown folks business. Like those <laughs> things are like pretty universal. Whether yeah, you're yeah. in London or like Spain or um, Chad, like yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm in Chad, and I've never been to Chad, but um, <laughs> I just kind of threw that out there. Another country in Africa. Yeah, I, I do know that one. I do know that one. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. You know, I was having that conversation, and I was like, I feel as though, even though you know, just the very in a perfect example. The funny thing is, it escaped me because I was having this conversation, and I was like, yeah, that is, and they were like. 
how is that possible? And I'm like, because it is, that's my experience. And I was like, I've also had other black people tell me this is what they've experienced and I totally believe it. I, I, even if I wasn't there, it's like, I, I know I can understand that. But when I was in Paris and I was looking, I was lost and I got lost so much there. And um, because there's streets also like, it's easy in New York depending on where you are because you go down a street and it's on a grid. So, you know, if I get to a street, it's a straight line on the other side. It's so many different alleys and curves and I was lost and it was in the middle of the day and there was no one around. And then there were these three French gay guys. I was in the gay, one of the gay hoods and they were singing a Beyonce um, that was around after that Beyonce album came out. But uh, my mouth like liquor, they were singing that song. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I could I could hear the tune, and I just remember feeling so, like there was no one else in the street. I just remember feeling so excited, and I ran over to them <laughs> and started talking to them. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like, do you speak, you know, English?" And they were just like a little bit, and you know, it was between my horrible, horrible French, and then their better, much better English because they always speak much better English than we do. I feel like when I go places, yep. <laughs> we're able to cipher. But I, it, it was just just how they were moving, just how they were being was very much like, I recognize this. I, I, I can see, I mean, they were totally gay, just totally, just very gay, but also black. And I was like, I felt that connection. I felt like, I, I remember just running over to them and then just stopping them. Like, so yeah, so yeah, no, I'm just, it's interesting that you can be that sort of connection, that thread is, is within us, even though it's a diaspora, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's, that's exactly why you could move to like another country and make a like make a life for yourself there, like figure it out. Because mm-hmm. I think you gotta have some like sort of familiarity when you go places, especially places that are just not home. Yeah, there's something there that um you know makes you feel at home. Like it can't all be an adventure. It's not fun when it's all adventure. Um, mm-hmm. so there's always a little something so I think that makes sense yeah yeah I watch way too much like House Hunters International quite honestly <laughs> oh <laughs> listen a lot of people do my mom loves well she loves like anything on HGTV I mean we all do it's fun yeah. HGTV it's good I can't yes it makes you, it, it, it's good for you. You're like, ooh, I want that. Ooh, I want to have. And then it's also, you learn shit. Like you always say, you learn shit. I learned, I have learned so much. Oh my HGTV. God. Like I would want to host a show on HGTV, but I just feel like I'd be trash. Like what do I have to offer anybody? Uh-huh. <laughs> I couldn't teach them anything. I'd literally be like, nope, we need a full research team to just give me notes. Like I just need things to say because I don't actually know about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I love it so much. It's so good. That, no, it's, that show it's for rent. Do you remember that show for rent? Um, yeah, was I, that I, show I, where they gave you a price? No, it was like house hunters, but for renters. Which, oh, you, come you on, you know, for somebody. Yeah, but like for like a New Yorker? Come on. Like all we do is rent. Like, but do they do the homes over? Is that what you they do the apartments over? I'm sorry, like they make improvements in the apartment? No, so she would she would find three options for the Oh yeah, the three. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, and then they she would well no, and then they would she, you know, eventually like find the one place they would get and then she would do over like maybe like one main room 
or it'd be something about the apartment that was kind of the determinant why the person was thinking maybe he did not get it and she would basically uh-huh. like fix that thing to overcome yeah. it. So maybe it'd be something like, um, I loved everything about the apartment, but the living room was really small. So then she'd yeah. redo the living room to show how they could maximize the space. Who was the oh, host of so Some woman named Jody something. And she wasn't the greatest at hosting, <laughs> but <laughs> she wasn't. She would always speak as if she was like reading terribly written cue cards, but she oh, was so good was. at what she did. Like in terms of like mm-hmm. her knowledge of like the real estate marketing, like uh, like rental things, and then um, how to like the the interior design and that kind of stuff. She was so good. She's the person yeah. I learned from that you can negotiate your rent. Oh uh, yes, yes, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, she's the reason why every time I find a new lease, I'm always like trying to get them to knock a hundred dollars off if I sign for two years. Oh yeah, <laughs> that makes complete sense. <laughs> something you probably told me that i tell everybody i'm always telling people like try to get something out of the deal (laughs) why not shoot not all of them but i'm like i mean the broker's fee is a big thing here in new york city so that's insane yeah but they change that so uh, no, no, no. I mean, some people are still doing that. Some people are definitely still um, still holding up those brokers fees. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, no, I'm reporting you. Yeah, <laughs> like, you try are... me. Try me. Not I'm today. Not, Not today. today. Well, please, right now, <laughs> folks are moving out of the city. So that yeah. is not even a thing. It's like, folks are like, oh, I, I can work remotely. I'm moving back to Ohio. I'm going to go back and live with my parents. I'm moving back well, to Iowa. <laughs> the funny thing is, you know, I was just reading about that yesterday because, you know, they've been saying this and um, it was this, oh gosh, what was it from? Either the Gothamist or something and they, with Street Easy and they were tallying, um, working, looking at the data, excuse me, and they were saying that, of course, um, that most of the people, the rents have actually been raising and going up in lower income communities just because the people who are able to move are now going to those communities. You know, it's a part of the reason why. So like more into Brooklyn or like deeper into, you know, the different boroughs, those rents are going up because people have escaped, have left Manhattan. People have left, you know, different places that are closer to the city and tried to move there. So number one, that's raised the rent. And then those people who already lived there who can't afford to live, to move, they're stuck there. And then there's some people, of course, in Manhattan or wherever who can afford it. They've left the city and, like you said, have gone to purchase their homes in Ohio or Connecticut or, you know, upstate New York. Those people are doing, are doing that. And the prices have been the lowest. They've dropped the lowest in Manhattan over any other um, borough. Because most oh, people yeah. have left that. Yeah. There are no deals in Brooklyn. There are no deals in Queens. I've been looking. There's nothing. It's mm-hmm. all bullshit. Yeah, and that, that's exactly what it is. It's a certain price market. Like, if yeah. you're paying, if you're looking for a one-bedroom apartment in, like, Sunset Park, you're not going to get a deal. But if you're looking mm-hmm. for a one-bedroom apartment in Chelsea <laughs> or a two-bedroom yeah. apartment in Chelsea, like, if you're in the $4,000 mm-hmm. a month range, then, yeah, your landlord oh. might slash oh, your yeah, rent about 500 bucks. Yeah. yeah. But if you're paying $2,000, you're not getting any deal on that. No. Well, the funny no. thing is, I have to tell you, I have seen a little bit around 2000. There have been some places that I have seen, um, like in Cobble Hill, Barham Hill, and all those places. It's not a lot of it, but the rents, like um, there was this place, it was like 27 
hundred in like Park Slope, and then they brought it down to like twenty two. And um, there are some places that I've seen that they how many the bedrooms? That sounds like, like a studio to me. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's probably the size of you know what we have. Both you know both you and I apartment. Your apartment is a little bigger than mine. Your apartment is bigger than mine. So it was like that. It was like a railroad style apartment with a kitchen in the middle and then two rooms on either side. You know, one you would use for an office in decent size and all upgraded. The it was um twenty originally twenty seven. They brought it down to. Um, was there a living room? Uh, yeah, there was a living room. There was a living room. Okay, you yeah, know I have to ask because let's not act like we haven't looked at apartments that didn't have a living room. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we we have. were like, oh, this place is great. Wait a minute, <laughs> I yeah. lived in an apartment that didn't have a refrigerator one time. Oh like, my god, no. uh, New York real estate is so absurd when you really it think is. about it. it. Really, really, Nowhere really else could they get away with the bullshit except San Francisco, apparently. Um, oh yeah. yeah, New York and San Francisco. You couldn't get away with this anywhere else. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. But I mean, I still, yeah, because I know a lot of people are thinking about moving out and, you know, they had, um, it's funny because I think one of Josh's friends was telling him that a lot of homes for sale are, a lot of people have left like, oh gosh, Midwood? I believe, is it Midwood? That's oh, Midwood. Yeah, Midwood. I don't want to move to Midwood. Yeah, and oh, I was like, speaking of Midwood. Why? What's wrong? That's where RBG was from. Uh, well, is that where she was from? Oh, she was. She was uh, Brooklyn, yeah. baby. Your girl Ruth Bader was one of us. Yeah, and she did. <laughs> she was one of yeah. What a, a Brooklyn. Hold on, a New Yorker. What is it? A Brooklyn history. I don't know. What, what was she? A Brooklynite. Oh, okay. She probably okay. had a pair of Tim's. She probably <laughs> had a pair of Tim's in her closet and a Yankee fitted and everything. Like, come on. <laughs> Come on, son. Yeah, like, that was no, she did, yeah. son. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. now, you know, with, with all of the great things that she did, you know, championing for gender equality and abortion and all those things, it's just another, like, goddamn 2020. But, you know, yeah. now we're not left abortion. with her. Not abortion. Hold on, not abortion? She didn't I thought she for went. Abortion. She, she championed champion for. Abortion. No, no, no. Women is like the right to choose. Ah, yeah. see, that's yeah. the difference. That's how people get caught yeah. up. I'm just saying. Yeah, the right. She's to not choose like, is, yeah, yes, people should like, kill their unborn baby. She's just like, women should have the right to decide what they're gonna do with their damn bodies, not the government. Yeah, and I guess that's the language. So yeah, that's the language that I should be careful about because I'm like, oh, you're championing abortion. It's like, well, no one's walking around wants to be championing abortion. Like, get that abortion. Yes, abortions, abortions. But you just want right. people and they have the right to choose what they want to do with their bodies, you know? And the fact, gosh, that whole thing is just a complete, just clusterfuck. <laughs> but uh, now, now, you know, it's like terrifying because we have to deal with the possibility that the current administration is going to choose um, someone who's going to be in there until they pass away. And they're not. Gonna be they're not. They're not. Donald Dump Truck has no idea what the hell is going on out here. Like, you can't trust anything that comes out of that stupid falafel's mouth. Like, you know what? That's an insult to falafels. Let me not even say that. Um, but he's <laughs> such a, he's like he's and the falafels are delicious. Like he's <laughs> he's such a he's such a dumpster fire. Like like uh-huh. everything that comes out of his mouth is either um 
made up pig Latin or just a complete lie. So yeah. he has no idea what's going on. He has no idea what's happening. He probably doesn't even know what day it is most of the what day of the week it is most of the time. Like I, oh. I, I like he really thinks it's hamburgers. So that <laughs> that was the lie for me. Like, bruh, it's one say thing. It again. What? Are you saying misspelled Did I remember hamburgers? when he it? had tweeted that like he bought what was it that he you know he's obsessed with like McDonald's and fast food because he's a disgusting pig. Um, but yeah, uh-huh. he's like, I, and I bought them all hamburgers. And then you know people made fun of him, and then he was just saying like, oh, it was a it was a spelling error. But it was like, bruh, uh-huh. I'm sure you have a smartphone. They finished these words for you. <laughs> like you thought it was hamburgers. It probably spell checked you, and you changed it back because that's how fucking stupid. Oh my god. <laughs> like I, mm. I wouldn't be mm. surprised. Like your boy really thought that the word was hamburgers. D E R S. <laughs> like I do that remember that. Yeah. Like, do you see him reading from the teleprompter? Like he just learned how to read a week ago. I'm oh like, bro, do you need my copy of Danny and the Dinosaur so you can practice? Like, because it's so looking stupid. like it. Like, like, he needs an I can read book. Like, because it's looking like it. I'm just so freaking oh. fed up with all the garbage and the just all of it. Like, did you see him talking about Joe Biden and the internet went crazy because that clip that surfaced that Joe Biden played Despacito at his rally because he was trying to, um, He's trying to connect with Hispanic voters, but they cut out no. the beginning of the clip where the dude uh-huh. thinks Despacito was introducing him, which was why he played oh. it. That's funny. <laughs> That's no, why I it's just like, this clip. Yeah. yeah, it's like people need to relax. Like the internet is just, yeah. it's absurd. Like I try yeah. my best to stay off of all the stupidity as much as I can, like outside of like me doing work, me doing my job and doing what I need to do. I just can't even because then you fall down a rabbit hole of like hamburgers and despacitos. Um, Oh, and then of course, all the clips of like black people being harassed by crazy white people, people pulling guns on them. The one where the security Mm -hmm. guards are harassing the boy like at the airport or whatever, because he has on Crocs and a and what they call a quote unquote nice watch. They're harassing yeah. him. Yeah, and the guy says that he's like, oh. "Well, you wear no shoes, but then you got on this fancy watch, so you look suspicious to me." And then the boy laughs. He's like, "My Michael Kors watch." <laughs> like, <laughs> just, Lord have mercy. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm glad he called it out. Really? Yeah, uh, like, yeah. You have to. I don't to care. I don't. Care if he was wearing a uh, Audemars Piguet watch and and like freaking Javianas, like what? Get out of yeah. here! Yeah, get out of here! All, but to me, it's just the absurdity that you like you said you don't know Michael Kors, and then you also don't know to me what's going on in the world of I just be fashion. It's just like listen, you see these kids out here wearing Crocs and sliders and like slides and stuff. All the time now. That's just what they wear. So I'm like, it, it, how does he look more suspicious than the next kid out here? That's when they went all wearing the same things. 
So I, that's what I don't understand. Because people are crazy and lightweight racist and just outright, outright racist. Just ridiculous. But, Do you uh, remember at Brandeis, the kids who wore the bummiest looking shit were the kids whose families mm-hmm. had the most money. <laughs> like, yeah. but but you better believe they'd have like a freaking um, like a fancy watch on like a Breitling or freaking just I'm trying to think of fancy watches. Come on, watch guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Help you know, me out. You know, like. <laughs> but you know, all those things. You can always. There you um, go. There you go. Exactly. I don't know. I was drawing a blank. Yeah. And I was like, this is watch that, that Al always, the key one. So and I'm just like, yeah. what is the. I'm, I'm blanking on what it is again. But anywho, yeah. Oh, Mavado. Um, but yeah, they would have like. <laughs> You know, bummy sweatpants or whatever, and then they'd have on like the freaking Jesus um, Birkenstocks. But then they'd be getting in their their eighty thousand dollar car with their seven thousand uh-huh. dollar watch on. So yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it really I'm, is. Uh, but, but yeah, so I stay off the internet for that reason. No, stay I off, can't but... fall down those rabbit holes. No, it's good for your mental health. But I will tell you, up on that though, that is something that not just Trump about the the new um, Senate, not Senate, um, Supreme Court justice. That is something that they are trying to push. Like all the Republic, all the conservatives, all the Republicans mm-hmm. are trying to go for that nomination before. Um, and this is an election year before Trump gets out. And then they've been pulling up a lot of footage from lat, you know, what, 2016, when Obama was trying, they didn't allow him to choose someone. You know what I'm saying? That's why they got Mitch O'Connell in there, I believe. So they didn't allow him to choose anyone because they said, no, it should be up to, this. since this is an election year, it should be up to the next president to choose who they want to be, who they want to replace that seat with. And now they're like, no, 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 we need to do it. We need to rush ahead and make it happen. And it's just like, hold up a second, four years ago, and I was just, it was on. CNN or something, they had people like that. He was like, you contradicted yourself or don't you think it's hypocritical that you was just saying this four years ago and now you're trying to run and rush and you said it should be up to the new president coming in to fill that seat. But now it's just, you know, it's just all this bullshit that these people be pulling. That yeah, also none don't of that, have time for. None of that matters though because at the end of the day, like these idiots allowed it and so now all he has to turn around and say is, well, I changed my mind. <laughs> so. Ooh, no, but I think are. he's going to do that. Trump is Trump wants to do that. He also wants to do that because that looks good for him. These are also the people that are. Right. That no, are, that's what I'm him. saying. Right. But that's what yeah. I'm saying is that you can say, well, four years ago, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and he, can go, yeah. he can say, yep, absolutely. But who yeah, wants to stop me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I give it. Who's gonna check me? Um, yeah, exactly. So I just had a thought, and it has absolutely nothing to do with this. Um, don't kill me, but it just occurred to what? me why my chicken biscuit from Bob White wasn't as slamming as it usually is this afternoon. And I realized it's because I you didn't ask for pickles. The- I didn't ask for pickles. Uh, I forgot. Hold to on, ask did for you pickles. go there? Did Al pick it up for you? I did go there and I got oh, mac and so cheese good. I got mac and cheese I was there mac and so cheese I, I don't remember it's pretty good I went off my non-dairy uh-huh. to eat the mac and cheese 
Again, again, yeah. Look, you still are you still on your honeymoon, newlywed bliss, girl? Okay, live your no, life. No, no, sir. I am on my back to work, on the grind, getting up at six forty-five. That's where we are now. So, yeah. Listen, you gotta take the good where you can. <laughs> yep, but, but yeah, no, I, it, it I, is, I, I didn't mean to cut off all this political talk to talk about Bob White, uh, chicken biscuits. God damn, they're about- so good they're so good oh gosh i'm so jealous i had a chicken sandwich today walked to some place i don't know near in the four i don't know where he went but he walked to some place and was like uh, he had to go to another appointment after he um he was like i'm just gonna go walk down there to get something and then come back and i was like well if you feel like coming bringing me a chicken sandwich he's like you want me to bring a chicken sandwich i was like listen as long as you have time you know landing on real things (laughs) that 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 and the Brought me that chicken sandwich. It was so good. And it just like got dressed real quickly, went uptown. It was so delicious. It was fried and just the bread. And I love when they put, mm-hmm. I love when they put cold, a little cold salt on it, but not that like too mayo-y cold salt and then a no pickle. Mayo. And it was like a, uh, yeah. so, oh, shout I'm out to our sweet, sweet lovers for the good yeah, things sweet, that sweet they do for us. And before we go, mm-hmm. shout out to our girl. RBG, may you rest in peace. Yes, yes. Rest in peace. Pass, rest pass in peace. on the power yes. to whoever has to continue to do your work and you finally mm-hmm. get your peace. Sweet. Yes, soul. yes, exactly. I'm going to leave that right there. Wasn't that a great way to end that episode, right? <laughs> my, my fellow Brooklynite, RBG. Yeah. Big shout. We're Brooklyn at. Spread love is the it's Brooklyn way. You know what I mean? That's my dog. Yeah, it's like they used to call it what the notorious RP, RBG. Notorious you know, like RBG uh, right after there. a while. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in any case, if you like this episode of the notorious Black Hit, okay, no, I won't do that. If you like this episode of Black Hit, <laughs> rate us and subscribe we are pretty much everywhere you're listening to your podcast yes 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 you can also email us at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com you can follow us Mm -hmm. on instagram at blackhipsterpodcast you can follow me at the shawa evans and where can they find you lover boy standrick w Mm -hmm. that's it it sounds no. like I should always say more. <laughs> that like you should it should be more than that. Nope. Yes, that is more, all. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. That's it. And we are wrapping it up. Stanley, I just want to thank yes. you for um just being amazing. And that's it. If nobody else told you that oh. thing, you should hear it from me. Oh honey, you are amazing. <laughs> You've been amazing these last year, twenty years. Is that what you wanted? That's what you wanted. I'm giving it to you. <laughs> I was fishing for a compliment there. Anyway, we out. Bye. Bye.